Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm not sure if you can tell yet, because it's only been a couple of seconds, but something might sound a little bit different. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too different or very different, but I'm recording this entire episode using my Apple Watch Ultra. That's right. Normally, I hook up a really nice Shure microphone and feed it into a preamp, and that goes directly into the Mac. And I'm not doing that this week. The reason I'm not is because I want to test this out and do some real-world usage of these great microphones. But what prompted this is that I actually used the Apple Watch Ultra to do a demo in the latest video, which was Apple Watch Ultra Tips and Tricks, getting the most out of it. And as I was editing the video and I heard the difference between my really expensive, nice, typical microphone that I use uh, down in the main studio... And as I was hearing the difference between that and the Apple Watch Ultra mics, it was like, not that different. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would much rather be using the mic, you know, that I have down on the desk. But this mic sounds really, really good. It's actually a three mic setup. You probably heard me talking about it before. And it's a different sort of a setup than just like a regular Series 8 or any other Apple Watch. And it's kind of smart. So like if the wind's coming from a certain direction, it will, you know, turn that mic off and use the other mics that have less wind interference. But what I'm saying, and I said this in the video, is that you could probably get away with using this to record a podcast in a pinch. It's that good. So obviously, it's going to be good for making your phone calls. That's what it's really for. But I wanted to actually try this just to say that I had tried it. So hopefully, things are sounding okay and it's usable. Now, I'm in a video last week that's kind of blowing me away. It's a video on Apple's new Freeform app. So if I'm not sure if you saw that, or not yet, and I kind of focused on uh, the iPad experience because for me, being able to use the Apple Pencil with Freeform is what it's all about. In fact, I said that this is gonna be a reason, an extra reason for people to buy the iPad, number one, and the Apple Pencil, number two. It's just super cool. Now, that isn't to say that it doesn't have some bugs and some quirks because it's in beta, needs to get worked out still, but I'm blown away mostly by how many views the video's gotten in this short amount of time. It's already up to 153,000, which for this channel is really good within you know a, a week and a half or something. And every day I wake up and it takes off again. I look at the analytics and overnight, you know, it usually goes down because a lot of the viewership is here in North America. And every day in the morning, it spikes back up and people keep finding it and I think the reason is just because people like note-related stuff on the iPad. I've known that for years. I like that too. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I use it and why I like the Apple Pencil. But apparently, it's the kind of functionality that... Number one, the the main thing is that it's new, right? (laughs) That's the main reason why people are interested in it. But I mean, it's the kind of functionality that's just hitting the sweet spot for people, I guess. And there's a number of different apps that do similar things. But the fact that Apple's putting it out there and that it's free... I think that's what people are finding really compelling. It doesn't even have that great of a thumbnail, you know, the video. So, you know, I've told you before, I don't know how to do YouTube, right? (laughs) Sometimes I think I know what I'm doing and it doesn't work out. And other times I just throw something up and it takes off, right? This wasn't quite that, but I just never know what's going to pop and what's not. And it's just a matter of like putting out enough videos that you get some, it's a numbers game, right? It's just the amount of at-bats. Ironically, though, uh, you know, if you've been subscribed to the channel, you know that Paperlike has been a subs- uh, sponsor for a very long time. And we sort of switched up our sponsorship terms and deals, as happens, you know, as you go about things. And this was one 
thing that they didn't sponsor that would have made a ton of sense. And uh, I'm just kind of looking at it like, wow, that was not a good time uh, for them to switch things up. But, you know, we're talking about YouTube videos. Can I just say, as a YouTube consumer, not, not talk about things as a creator for a second, I got sucked in to this Japanese travel-focused YouTube channel this last week. And I've just found it so fascinating. I just got lost down this rabbit hole. What happened was I went down to do some exercise on the elliptical and I was kind of sick of everything that I had watched. And there was this new section. It was like, try out something new. And so it recommended this video. And it was like a capsule hotel. I don't know if you've ever seen these. I mean, I knew they existed, but I never like looked at it. I was like, hey, I'm just going to kill a few minutes anyways. So it doesn't really matter. I'll just check it out. And it was weird because it was like a vlog, but it wasn't like a vlog like I'm used to, kind of. It was just images. looked like shot on a cell phone. And then there was text on the bottom in English and no talking. But, you know, the person is checking into this hotel. It's in Kyoto, where I've never been. I'd love to go to Japan someday. And it's like a normal hotel lobby, you know, take the elevator. But then you get up to the top, you know, where your floor or whatever, and there's like a locker room. And you open it up. Everyone gets a locker. <laughs> and you there's like three hangers in there. So you can stash a few things in there. There's a place to drop off your luggage. Uh, because you don't have a hotel room. You literally have this little capsule that's basically the size of a, of a single-person mattress, right? Anyways, there's like a shared bathroom. There's all these shared common areas. There's like a little lounge they called it. it was kind of like a little cafeteria or restaurant thing in a hotel here in america you would just kind of consider that area you know where you get the free breakfast in the morning but there's like coffee uh there's little snacks it was just fascinating and you know obviously shared bathroom if i didn't mention that which you know it's like all the the only thing from a regular hotel that you get is just <laughs> that one little sliver to sleep on and then all the rest of the pieces of the hotel room just become shared. So it was really bizarre. But anyways, that started me down this rabbit hole, right? And so I'm looking at the other videos on the channel. I assume this is what happens on my channel too. Somebody like, like watches the iPad video and gets sucked in maybe, hopefully. But there's another one where there's like a cat cafe. And <laughs> somebody had the idea, there's like 30 cats in this cafe. And you check in and I don't know, there's places to like set up and work with your laptop or whatever. Uh, and the cats are just like, you could buy like a cat popsicle and the cats come over and eat it. It was weird. It was weird. But also interesting. And then he's got another video and he goes to this vending machine and it's selling cakes in a can. <laughs> so the cans are like, just like a can of like pop, kind of a pop can, but they're translucent. They're see-through except for a little label on the front. And so he picks out a flavor. It comes down at the vending machine and there's a, a spoon like taped onto it. And he pops the top and it's like eating the cake out of thing. It's just bizarre. It's weird. It's kind of a good idea, but who thought of this? I don't know. Anyways, it was uh it was quite an experience. I'm not sure what kind of rabbit holes you get sucked down, but I'm always trying to figure out as much as I feel like I don't know about YouTube, even still, like what brings somebody into a channel. So I kind of hit it from the other side of things. Um, but I want to go back to Freeform. So I've actually been using Freeform a lot, not just talking about it. 
sometimes I admit, you know, if something's new, I'll talk about it. And then maybe it's just not the kind of thing that I'm going to end up using. But Freeform is the kind of thing that I end up using. So one big project um, that I organized in there was a note-taking project, kind of some research. And uh, it was actually for that philosophy group that I mentioned uh, a few episodes back that I go to uh, a couple times a month. And so we were going to have a big discussion on abiogenesis and my position was, you know, that that was basically impossible. So I'm putting in a bunch of my research, you know, so I'm putting in YouTube video links, I'm putting in text, I'm writing a bunch of stuff, I'm annotating, you know, screenshots, I put in um, scans from some of the books that I've got. And it's really cool to be able to just pull all of this stuff into one document and then zoom in and zoom out. And it's pretty mind blowing when I zoomed way out all the stuff that I crammed in here and fit. In fact, I had so much stuff on this board that it was almost hard to navigate. And I, so, you know, in the beta, that's one thing. The navigation is a little bit, it could, it could use some smoothening out, right? It's a little bit rough, but even if everything was like super smooth, it's just, I made such a big document. I put so much information in there. It was actually kind of hard to navigate and get around within the document. And I guess that's both a testament to how cool the app is because it lets you put all this stuff in and there's really no limit. You'll run out of memory <laughs> before you run out of space. But I was ended up like drawing lines. I made myself kind of a table of contents up at the top and like drew lines to like different parts of stuff that I needed to get to <laughs> just so I could help navigate. Uh, so anyways, it was interesting, but I've really been using it for that. I'm also looking at starting a new t-shirt business. So more on that maybe sometime soon, but I've been doing a lot of, um, kind of sketching and just getting some ideas and using it almost more like a mood board, um, for that board. It's cool. Cause every board and every project that you do can be totally different. So even though I haven't been using it for collaborative purposes, I've really been making really good use of the freeform app on the iPad. Cause I think the beta for the iPhone 16.2 that comes out here shortly, maybe it's out. I don't know that was going to bring freeform uh, to the iPhone, but it definitely hasn't replaced Apple notes for me. Um, you know, Apple chose not to merge these two concepts and to kind of keep one dedicated to more the, the typing experience with Apple pencil stuff tacked on. Whereas I feel like the other one is more Apple pencil first with kind of text tacked on, if that makes sense. But I am really enjoying that. Um, I also want to mention somebody made a foldable iPhone. So as the Mac Observer put it, someone beat Apple to creating a foldable iPhone. I, don't, I can't tell. It looks like a Chinese YouTube channel, maybe. It kind of goes through. There's The video has like half a million views, and they kind of go through how they take the phone apart and uh, end up kind of replacing some of the guts in the back and and stuff to make it fold. And it kind of looks like a Samsung now, the Galaxy Z. And yeah, it folds, but I'm not sure what you gain by having that there, honestly. So like the first use case that they show is he folds it and sticks it on his dash on his car so that he's what? It becomes like a driving camera or something. Uh, okay, and then he puts it on the hood of his car, and uh, it's like a built-in tripod. Okay, you know, but the usability, though, of the actual phone doesn't look like it's super improved or anything. And the rumors, which we talked about before, you know, an episode or two ago 
you know, the rumors right now are that the first foldable Apple makes, as predicted by Samsung, a, a component supplier, is not going to be a foldable iPhone, but some maybe like a foldable iPad or something. You know, it, it just I've said before, the foldable iPhone thing, it, it feels like for the most part, it it would just be doing it to do it, not doing it for a specific reason. You know, I'm not sure that the foldable aspect, having a, you know, it's like a built-in tripod. I'm not sure that's any better than just being able to have a, a magnetic tripod with MagSafe that just quickly attaches and detaches. Honestly, when the screen's all bent up, it doesn't seem like it'd be better to browse Twitter or the web, for instance, to watch a movie, you know. I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical um, that a foldable iPhone is is good when it folds in half the long way. Like if you folded the current iPhone design in half, I'm not sure that's any better. There's the other approach where it folds out to be more of like a mini tablet. You know, maybe that that appeals more to me personally, I guess. But like we talked about last time too, it's pretty bulky and it definitely is heavier right now. Again, it does seem like you're just doing it just to do it. One thing though that I think a lot of people will be excited about is that there's a new AirPods firmware update. So it's gonna hit AirPods, the original AirPods Pro and AirPods Max. So the little update, it's the 5B58 update. It's kind of some bug fixes, got a few improvements. Apple itself doesn't give you a whole ton of information whenever they do this sort of an update. So there was some previous speculation that Apple actually reduced the active noise cancellation capabilities for some specific models, I think due to a lawsuit, <laughs> but no one has actually proven that yet. Uh, but some people are saying, you know, they've got the AirPods Pro Gen 2, so the new ones, and they've noticed an improvement in clarity with the new update. And uh, also I should note that uh, it looks like this applies to the Beats Fit Pro as well, which I really like. But if you're not sure how to check if you've got the new firmware, here's what you can do. You go to your settings, open that up, select general, about, and then select your AirPods that are currently connected to the device. And you get a little menu and it shows some device information and that'll include the firmware. So you can't just go and install the new firmware, you know, uh, for, for the AirPods, like go push a button and do it. Apple just kind of pushes it out there, but that's how you would check. You know, I haven't played around with the continuity camera feature in the latest version of Mac OS Ventura much yet. I don't know if you've messed around with that, but you know, a lot of accessories have started landing for that. There's some official stuff. Well, it's not official because Apple didn't make it, but they partnered with Belkin, you know, to kind of show off what's possible. This is, of course, the feature that lets you mount your iPhone behind your Mac and use the iPhone's cameras as your webcam, which is a kind of a, it's a, it's cool. It's very cool, but also it's kind of a clunky workaround to just installing a really great webcam right in your MacBook in the first place. But whatever, this is the trade-off that Apple settled on. But Moft, actually, who has been a sponsor, Disclosure, has a, a new flip laptop iPhone mount. That's kind of interesting. And it looks like it's just kind of a sticker thing that folds up and down. Moft's really into like the origami style stuff. So it can stay with you all the time, pack it up and, and take it with you, but it will fold out of the way uh, when you're not using it. There's also a thing called an elephant card, which is a funny continuity camera product, which is like the size of a credit card. And it sort of, it, it hangs onto your MacBook lid, but you can fold it out of the way when you're done. That one's kind of interesting. Joby came out with um, the Griptite GorillaPod. You can just use that if you want to. So just stick a tripod next to you and, and use the continuity feature. I think out of all the ones uh, here, that official one from Belkin or Apple's main partner there does seem to be 
maybe the most straightforward. That also costs $29.95. The Moft one is about the same, $29.99. Elephant card is much cheaper. That's only $10. <laughs> so uh, it's not MagSafe, though. But those are some interesting options. So anyways, uh, I'm going to cut this one off right here because I've got a lot of stuff to do today. But thanks for hanging out. Thanks for checking out the latest videos. Uh, make sure you get subscribed to the newsletter because that's going to be out today too. So many good recommendations there. You can go back and check out the previous weeks too if you really want to find some cool apps or accessories for your Apple gear. But I'll catch you in the next video, I guess. Later.